Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon. Episode 33, head of UFC 260. We got a good lineup for you here. We're going to be first joined by UFC Wealthweight Vicente Luque, who looks to be fighting in the co-main event now, now that uh, Volkanovski Ortega is off. But he's fighting former champion Tyrone Woodley. This is a big spot for Vicente Luque if he wants to become a top five and future title challenger at 170 pounds. This is a. It was an interesting child. Obviously, he's not going back to Sanford. He's in Brazil. He's awaiting his first child. So he's doing all his training in Brazil, but he's still going to have Henry Hoof, Gilbert Burns in his corner. We also talked about uh, Gilbert Burns and that Kamaru Usman fight just because he's really close to both of them and how weird that was for him to be in uh, Burns' corner. We're then joined by Kamaworthy to preview his main card fight against Jamie Malarkey. This is a really good uh, fight. Kamaworthy's coming off that loss over Ottman Azatar. Didn't really want to say a whole lot about Ottman, obviously, with all that stuff that happened on fight island but this is kind of do or die for jing malarkey oh and two in the ufc a very fun fight with brad riddell one fight of the ufc 243 then a close decision lost to uh, freeze i am but come over the obviously the knock lost to oh, Azatar before that submitted luis Pena an upset when knocked out Devontae smith in one of the biggest upsets in 2019 so come over these looking to get back on track here we're then going to be joined by jillian robertson to preview her fight against miranda maverick obviously this is supposed to happen to ufc 258 Pushed back about a month just to uh robertson had to pull out due to sickness not covid she made that pretty clear but had to pull out due to sickness on the fight day she was very disappointed with that so we got into that and how she was really relieved miranda was open just to rebook this fight a month later and kind of on a bigger card ufc 260 heavyweight title fight rematch like it doesn't get much bigger than that but good challenge Jillian, as always and then we close things out with modestus bukaskis to preview his fight against michelle olegzaychuk this is a big fight for uh modestus bukaskis one is you UFC debut kind of controversial with the whole like Andres Michaelides went through when the, the round ended he kind of fell over when they opened up the door and the ref stopped it and then he obviously lost Jimmy Crew which is a big step up but he he learned a lot from Jimmy Crew he actually had a beer with him after the fight and Jimmy kind of broke down what they kind of saw in holes in his game so he was really fixing that and he thinks this is a spotlight where he can get another stoppage when and start to climb up the light heavyweight ranks but this is a really good episode. I hope you all enjoy, and thank you all for listening. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and tune in next week for another episode of Just Scrap Radio. All right, we're joined by UFC Wildplay Vicente Luque, who's got a massive fight coming up at UFC 260. Vicente, how's it going? All going good, man. Yeah, um, obviously, you got that big step up in competition two fights ago against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Didn't go your way. You then get two straight uh, stoppage wins over Nico Price and Randy Brown. Did you ever think Tyron Woodley would be your next opponent? Kind of. I, I felt like it could be one of the opponents. You know, I was looking for somebody in the top 10, you know, and a lot of guys had fights already. So we had Chiesa was going up against Neil Magny. We had other guys that were supposed to fight already. I was thinking about maybe Damian Maya. Uh, Woodley would be a good option. I offered myself to get that fight against Leon Edwards once uh, the fight fell through in December, but it didn't happen. So, you know, there weren't many options, and I wanted somebody in the top 10. So it made made sense for me to fight against a guy like Woodley. And I think it's an awesome fight. He's a guy that has been the champion. He was a great champion when he was uh, holding that title. So I definitely think it's a tough fight, but it's a great fight to put me in, in a good position in the division. What do you make of this recent run Woodley's on? Like he's lost three straight fights and he's lost every single round of them. And it's just like his corner keeps on telling him, like, you gotta pull the trigger. Like that's a big thing is he hasn't been able to find that. Like, what do you make of this current Tyron Woodley? Man, uh what I take from that for my fight is I just think, you know, that makes him more dangerous. It makes him more of a, you know, somebody that wants to go out there and prove that he is the same guy that was a champion. He is that old Woodley that we used to see, you know, that has that big right hand, but also is aggressive, is confident, goes and, and puts, imposes his will on his opponents. And that's what I'm expecting. I'm definitely going to be ready for the best Woodley ever. I mean, I can never underestimate a guy like that, you know, a guy that has, has been such a dominant champion. And it doesn't really, you know, if, if it's not, if that doesn't happen, if it's not the best Woodley in there, that's not for me to care about. I just have to go out there, do my job, get this big win. You know, I, I want to get to the title, and this is one more step. So, and it's a big step for me. So, definitely, I'm gonna go in there and be ready for the best Woodley ever. And if I'm not mistaken, you cornered Gilbert Burns against Woodley, right? 
Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was there watching, you know, from the best spot watching that fight. So how important is that? Where you are Gilbert Burns' main training partner, so you already kind of trained for Woodley before and helped him beat Woodley, and obviously his game plan worked to perfection winning all five rounds. Yeah, I think that's a good, you know, uh, definitely gives me some advantage in the sense of preparing for that, having, you know, uh, strategic decisions for that fight, because I, I already had watched tape on him back when he was fighting Gilbert Burns. I'm watching tape on him again. So it, I think it's just like, I know him a little bit more than if it were a fighter that, you know, I, I just got the first time I'm going to watch his fights and, you know, I don't know about. And even, I mean, just for him being a champion, I used to watch every single fight when he was going to fight and defend his title. So it's, you know, I think it's just that kind of opponent that I've been watching him all my life. So it, it gets me a little bit more comf comfortable in the sense of strategy-wise, what, what's the plan, what kind of tools I can use against him. I think that definitely helps me. But at the same time, he, you know, I'm sure that he's going to look for some new uh, things to bring on the fight and, and have some improvements. So I'm, I'm going to be ready for what us usually Woodley does, but I'm never going to, you know, just think he's going to do that. I know that he's going to bring something new and I'll be ready for that as well. Even though Woodley is on the losing streak, like he is still extremely durable. Like went five rounds with Guzman. Gilbert Burns went five rounds and Gilbert, we know how hard Gilbert Burns hit. He did get finished commentary, but that was more of a rib injury. So, like, are, are you kind of preparing for this fight to go three rounds? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think also I prepare for a much more aggressive Woodley because I think when he goes for five rounds, I think everybody kind of – you hold a little bit back on those those first two rounds because you got to go strong in the last three. And in a three-fight – in a three-round fight – I think he's just going to open up really strong, and that's what I'm going to be ready for. It's kind of my style also. You know, I, I'm never kind of studying too much. I go right in there and get, uh, you know, get my – do what I got to do, get to action quickly. And, you know, I think he's he's definitely ready to fight three rounds because he's usually fighting five rounds. So I think it's going to – that's a point he has going for him. But at the same time, I'm really comfortable going three rounds as well. I do believe that I'm ready to fight five rounds. So I think it's going to be just like a high-paced fight, as most of my fights are. And if he can take the pressure, it will definitely go to the end. But I'm going to be looking to finish him every time. And with Woodley, too, like you kind of mentioned there, like, do you think this is going to be kind of a very dangerous Woodley just with his back against the wall? If you lose four straight in the UFC, like your job might be gone. Like it, it might be do or die for him. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised, especially in the three round fight, like you mentioned, that he just goes uh, and throws everything out and comes out really aggressive. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more like this says that he is definitely approaching the end of his career and he wants to do it in the best way possible. So. If I, you know, if I'm looking at a guy that used to be a champion that hasn't had, you know, the great performances right now and is fighting a guy like me that is up and coming, is hungry to, to win fights, especially to win against a, a guy like Woodley that is, is a former champion, I think he's going to look at it as an opportunity to prove himself, to show that, you know, he is, he is Tyron Woodley and he has that hard right hand and he's going to, you know, still knock people out. That's what I, what I imagine he's going to do. That's what I figure, you know, this guy's going to come at me and, and really want to prove a point. And it's the kind of fight I want. I want some guy, some, you know, somebody that wants to compete against me at the highest level and a former champion for me at this moment is the highest level I'm going to face. So that's, you know, a good test for me and it, it excites me, you know, just knowing that, I'm going to fight a guy at, at that level, and I expect him to come, you know, really prepared for this fight and, and do his best. How do you see this fight playing? Because Woodley is very durable, but most of your fights oftentimes are not. Like, you find that knockout punch. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's just something that is from my style. Whenever I'm fighting, I cannot let, you know, opportunities slip away from me. If I see a punch... And I, I will take it. If I see that I hurt him, I will try to finish him. And if it doesn't happen, I'm good with that also. I can just compose myself again and look for another opportunity and keep doing that three rounds nonstop. So I see a really high-paced fight. I see myself putting a lot of pressure in him. And if he 
wants to put that pressure right back. I think it's going to be a banger of a fight. You know, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy that is going to back down. I get hit and I keep, you know, trying to knock my opponents out. And that's that's what I do. I enjoy that. So I think it, it's that kind of fight. Either I go in there, pressure him, and he cannot handle that pressure, or he does handle the pressure. He wants to bring it right back to me, and it's going to be, you know, a great night for the fans. What do you think a win over Woodley does for you? Like a former champion, ranked seventh, like you get into that top 10, and although he's on the losing streak, like it's still a former champion on your record. Yeah, I think uh, it's that kind of opponent I need to prove that I can beat guys that were uh, top five, top three, and champions. You know, I think uh, Wonderboy was that kind of opponent. I couldn't get the win against him. It was a good fight, but I didn't get the win against him. So I think I showed, yeah, maybe I can hang with these guys because it was a tough fight against Wonderboy, but I still couldn't beat him. So now I think it's where I got to show that I can beat these guys up there. I can be a top five, then a top three, and, and eventually fight for the title. I, I see it as, you know, uh, I need to make a statement this in this fight. I need to show people what kind of what kind of MMA I'm fighting, what kind of fighter I am, and, and I can go in there and hang with the with the big dogs. To me, I think this is a perfect fight too, where you could really start calling your shots if you beat Woody, especially being on this card. Like this is a massive pay-per-view card. Uh, you're going to be on the main card. You beat a former champion. Like I think you could start calling out those top five guys. Definitely. I mean, uh, for a while, I've been trying to get good fights, and I wasn't in the position for that. And I think beating a guy like Woodley will put me in the position where I can get the fights I want, where I can get the big fights against, uh, you know, big names, guys that are going to put me right there uh, for the title fight. So I definitely think a win, a good win over Woodley will give me that, that possibility to choose who my next opponent will be. And it puts me in a position where they, they really cannot say no because I'm not like an irrelevant guy anymore. I'm going to be a relevant guy. So I, I think that definitely makes that for me if I get a big win against Woodley. Something I want to ask you about is I asked a lot of the top wall tweets about it is what do you make of this push the SU is doing on Shamayev? Because like, to some guys, they get it. He's a big name. To others, it's kind of like, especially you, like look at yourself. You had to get so many wins in a row to even get a shot at someone in that top 10. Like, well, what's your thoughts on that? Man, I, I mean, definitely uh, there is some kind of hype, overhype building in that, but we never know. He might deliver. He has definitely delivered on his fights. It weren't uh, the highest caliber opponents, but still, they were tough fights. They were fights where he showed total dominance. So I get it that the UFC does that. You know, I do get that. I know that myself being more of a quiet guy and trying to talk inside the octagon, will make my my path kind of harder but i signed up for that since day one i never uh kind of got really worried about that i have no problem fighting more than everybody and, and having to prove myself even more because i know that when i get up there i'm gonna be tested and i'm gonna be you know ready to fight those big guys and, and the big names so you know the ufc has many different approaches with different fighters i just think chimaev is one of those guys that he has been looking really good he sells really good, apparently, for the UFC. So it makes sense for them to pull, push him. And if he can get those wins, I mean, it's good for him too. You know, if, if he can get wins and get to the title, you know, uh, props to him. But I think it's kind of, it's dangerous if that doesn't work out. And then you got to start over again. Sometimes that doesn't happen that well. We've seen that in other fights like Sage. Sage was a guy that maybe if he had started, you know, with, with uh, lower level guys, more beginner guys he could build himself to be a great fighter but he was thrown in there against tough guys and and didn't have much time to grow he was still young so it, it's tricky and another you know if sage had worked out and, and win all the fights he would fight for a title and be a champion that would be good too but it didn't happen so it's it's a tricky thing and i think all kinds of paths uh you know are are fair i don't think Man, I don't know. I can't compare myself to other people because I know everybody works so hard to be here. I cannot say that I work harder than someone else. I don't live with Shimaev. I, I don't know what he has gone through life. So good for him that he's getting this push and I'm taking care of my business. I will do what I have to do to get to the title. I know you're in Brazil. So when are you heading out to Florida? Or is this whole camp just taking place in Brazil? This whole camp will be here in Brazil. Uh, 
you know, I like to go back and forth. And it's not only when I have a fight. It's some kind of feeling, you know, I talk to my coaches. I talk to Henry. I talk to Daniel here in Brazil. I talk to myself inside my mind. And sometimes it, I feel like I must go to Florida. Sometimes I feel like I must stay here. And for this fight, you know, I, I really feel confident uh, having my camp over here uh, in Cerrado MMA in Brasilia. Everybody is always helping me out. I got great training partners. I got great facilities to train. So I just feel like it makes more sense. And also, you know, uh, I'm a really family guy. So I have my family here. My wife is pregnant. You know, I have a, a boy on the way. So I just want to be enjoying this also with her. And I can get great work over here and get ready for this fight. So in my mind, the perfect camp for this fight is over here in Brazil. And just last thing I have to ask you about it is obviously Cole's friend teammate Gilbert Byrne fought for the belt. Didn't go his way, but still a heck of a performance, like dropping Usman in the first round. Like, what did you take away from his performance? Uh, I took a lot of things about that fight, you know. Uh, one thing is, and, and me and Gilbert talked about it, you know, he wasn't disciplined. And we knew that that was a big thing. We've, we've trained with Kamaru so, for so many times, and we know that he is the, maybe the most disciplined fighter in there. Uh, he has a game plan. He's going to go in there, do what he has to do. He got hit, you know, by, by Gilbert, and not many people can take a hit like that. And still, he stayed composed and did the things he needed to recover and then get the win. Uh, so we feel like that's what Gilbert didn't do. So he got a little bit overexcited after he dropped uh, Kamaru and just started overcommitting in the shots. We talked about that. And, and I think it's, it's a learning pro process, you know. Uh, it, it's definitely not the end of him. He's just starting. Uh, it was a great fight. He showed that he can really put the champion danger in there, and I don't think many other guys did that, you know. Uh, Colby went five hard rounds with him but still got finished at the end, and nobody really dropped ever tomorrow and put him in such a position. So I think that he showed that with a little bit more work, learning a lot from this fight and getting better, he's going to get back up there, and I think he's going to be the champion. Uh, I do believe that, and... No, it wasn't the night. It wasn't the night for him to win. And it, it is what it is. We we hate it at the moment, but we learn from it, and then we get better. There's nothing else to do. Was that fight hard for you personally? Because I know you trained with Kamaru a lot. I know Gilbert's obviously one of your close friends, but was that just a tough fight being a part of? It, it was It was different, man. For sure it was different. Uh, it's it's not comparable like the relationship i have with gilbert is we're brothers that's why i was with him there uh I, you know something that i like to see is uh kamaru's brother he's always there for every fight of kamaru and he knows me he knows gilbert he loves us you know we, we have great relationship but he was still gonna corner kamaru for that fight you know he would never not be by by the side of his brother and that's the way i feel with gilbert i i'm a lonely child so i'm an only child i don't have brothers so for me Gilbert is like like my brother you know brother from fighting we you know have great relationships with our families and and it was just that feeling like I could not not be there for him I just felt that I had to help him from this fight but it was tough in the sense that I do have a friendship with with Kamaru and he's a great guy you know at the end of the night I didn't want any of them to lose I wanted both to be champion but that cannot happen so it was tough, and just to watch the two of them going in, I know that both of them, deep inside, still had some feeling about that. You know, you could see at the end of the fight, it was a different energy. You could see that, you know, both Kamara and him were kind of, like, shaken by everything that went on. But at the end of the day, it's business. They did what they had to do, and they did it at the highest level, and it, it was a great fight. They put all that aside and, and still delivered. Just last question, kind of two-parter, but you're the UFC matchmaker. Who do you give Gilbert Burns next? And you're slowly coming up the welter ranks. Like, are you and Gilbert? Is that something you would never fight him? No, man, that's not possible. We can't fight. I mean, it's it's like fighting your brother. How am I going to yeah. fight my brother? You know, we can do it uh, at, at training, and we love that. But for real, I don't think we can do that. Uh, it's just, you know, we'll figure out something if we both are in the position where we're going for the title, I have the title or he has the title, we'll figure something out and we'll make it work, you know. But I don't think that's a fight that's going to happen. 
Next fight for Gilbert, I think that Kiesa would be a great fight. I think it makes sense. Kiesa is coming up. He has been showing, uh, you know, good level on his on his last fights, and it's a great fight for Gilbert. It's a high name. It's a big name right now in the division. Both are grapplers. I think that Gilbert is the better grappler, so we can see it on that fight. You know, definitely, I believe there'll be some grappling in that fight. So I think that's a fight that makes sense for both of them. You know, uh, Gilbert is a guy up there, so that's what Kiesa probably wants, a big name like that. And, you know, he's coming up, so he has a lot to, to give for Gilbert as, as well as, you know, as somebody that will promote Gilbert. A win over him will definitely put Gilbert right back there in the mix for the title. And, yeah, I think that's that's a good one. All right, well, Vicente, man, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. appreciate it. All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Kama Worthy, who's back at UFC 260. Kama, how's it going? Going good, brother. Going good. Obviously, coming back. Last fight didn't go right. I just want to touch on that quickly. Kind of a lot of people thought that was an early stoppage, Dobbin Azatar. Like, that was a fight kind of you wanted. What do you take away from that fight now? No, I don't think it was an early stoppage. Um, the referee did his job. Their job isn't to get us, let us get knocked out to make sure we don't get hurt. Uh, I mean, I like, guess it, it was just off night for me, on night for him. And um, but I don't really want to get into it too much with him. Because like, at the time that I lost the fight, I took it as a loss. And now the situation with him coming up and all this other stuff, I'm pretty sure he's fucking cheating. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like not getting into that. I'll, I'll wait. I got a different task at hand. But, you know, you know what they say, kid? Just say no to potatoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> And was this about the right time frame for you to return then, end of March? Um, I wanted to come back earlier. I, I didn't really get – I didn't get concussed in my last fight, so I actually wanted to come back earlier, but this is just the sooner one. And my manager, like, the time I got offered a fight and stuff, so I just took what I can get. I know there's a lot of people at lightweight, so it's a really hard division, so you just kind of take what you get. And Jamie Malarkey, to be honest, I'm surprised this is who you're fighting. Just because he's 0-2 in the UFC, I thought you would have got someone coming. No, I know you're coming off a loss, but I thought they would have given you someone kind of higher up. Yeah, um, I mean he's tough. I mean he's tough. He's fought two tough guys yeah. in the UFC. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, I had my first three fights. I mean, I had a combined record of I think like 34 and like. Uh, 34 and 5 or something. My guys had like a 90% finish rate or something crazy. So it's not, I mean, like, you know, you're, you're in the UFC. You're going to get tough fights. He just didn't, like, win his first two fights. But that doesn't, I don't, I'm not looking past him at all. In fact, the way I'm looking at it is I'm like, this is the most dangerous malarkey ever because I'm pretty sure if he loses this fight, he's going to get cut. Well, when he loses this fight, he's going to get cut. So he's going to be coming out ready to go. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm anticipating that he's going to come out super dangerous. Like I'm, I mean, I think it's a good matchup. It's a, it, it's a fun fight. Uh, I'm not, I'm not about like chasing, uh, freaking um, rank guys and shit. Cause I said this before, I'm not getting paid rank money. <laughs> I'll fight where I need to fight and stuff until you get the proper. I mean, I did just get a new contract. So I do have a new contract. So I'm getting more money before, so it's much better. So I mean, I'll just slowly get my way to where I need to be. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to touch on because I remember every single time we talk, you always mention that because uh, everyone kind of always brings up to you, like especially after the Luis Pena win was, oh, when are you going to get a ranked guy? And you were kind of quick to shut him down that you need to get yeah. paid. So is, is that just something you've learned over the times, MA? Like the, the business side has to equal what it is for what you got to do inside? Yeah, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. It's not like, hey, if I beat a top 15 guy, my next guy is going to be in the top five, that's not how it works. Like, that's just not how. I mean, look at look at the guys who are getting title shots off of losses, and guys who are on eight white win streaks and can't get a tie, a fight against a top guy in the top ten. Because it's not like it's not about beating the. It's about beating the right guy at the right time, the right opportunity. Everything has to line up perfectly. So I'm not going to be fighting this guy who's a freaking like who's making like five times or four times what I'm making. Meanwhile, we're both taking on the same amount of damage. I'm like, I might as well get, I mean, I'm only, this is my fourth fight in the UFC. So I'm like, I'm not trying to like fight off more and, and not get paid enough for it. It's different. If you're going to pay me enough, then I'll fight fucking Francis Ngannou. But if I'm not getting paid according to the people, I'm not just going to be fighting like top level guys and not getting paid for it. 
And with Malarkey, like he that fight against Brad Riddell, that was the fight of the night. He's had two really entertaining fights, but something he kind of goes to when he get, needs it is he goes to his grappling. Like, do you expect him to try to shoot on you at some point once you start hitting him? Yeah, when I start picking him the fuck apart, he's gonna shoot on me within the first first within the first two minutes of the first round. Cause I'm gonna be lighting his ass up. The minute he starts getting lit up, he's gonna shoot. And I'm probably gonna knee him in his fucking face. <laughs> that's right. I mean, like that's basically like the so, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, he's, like, as soon as he starts getting uncomfortable in the striking range, he shoots. And not, like, good. He just shoots because he's like, I have to get a hold of you. He doesn't like, like, that's just the way. He's a tough fighter. If he can get you in a striking, he gets you in a striking. If he can't, then he shoots on you. Do you still think people overlook your grappling and ground game still? Like, do you think a lot of people still kind of just view, oh, come where he's only striker, just take him down and we'll kind of win this fight? Yeah, I mean, I've never been, I mean, like, people, like, I, I I can't remember like the last time I lost by I mean I've, I've only lost by submission once in my entire career. Like my losses come from me exchanging. Like I get I get TKO or knocked out like they straight exchanges. Not like someone grapples me on the ground. I never get really outworked. If someone starts outworking me on the ground, I usually figure out a way and I usually knock them out or choke them out. So I don't I don't get like people. Yeah, I'm just gonna take them down. I'm like yeah, because I'm just over here in Pennsylvania not wrestling. Like, but hey man, like I said. Like that's a that's a thing that they think will happen, and I I, I expect it because that's just people just aren't going to fit comfortable. If, if then if they get comfortable, then I mean we're going to exchange. I mean, Pena said he was going to sit in the middle and exchange. I'm like, yeah, fucking right. As soon as you start getting hit, you're going to fucking shoot. Like, and Malarkey, I already know that's what he's going. I mean, I know that's what he's going to do. So, uh, how do you see this fight playing out? Because to me, like, I know Malarkey took a lot of damage from Riddell and his last fight, but I actually think he would probably hit more harder than those two do, and I wouldn't be surprised if you put him away. I don't think I hit harder than Adele does. You, you, you hit the right I, spot. I hit differently. Yeah, I fight. I fight. I I hit differently. And if he sits in front of me like he did with Riddell, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I have I have a couple different different um different things that we're looking that we we could finish with and stuff. But um, I mean, he's tough. I'm also not putting it past him. He just sits there and just gets picked apart. He's the type of guy like I mean, like he he's tough as fuck. So I might just have to pick him apart for three rounds and we'll just see how it goes. I was looking. I'm not sure how much you pay attention to, but you're finally the betting favorite. Four fights in, and you <laughs> finally become the betting favorite. Someone told me that yesterday. I was wrestling. They were telling me that. I was like, oh, I don't pay attention. I don't really get into the betting odds thing. Like, I, I don't get. Like, people be all into that. I'm like, that's not like real. Like, that's not. That's not like a gear. That's just with some guy who counts numbers and stuff. Like, now yeah. fighters don't make those. Some like guy, some guy who doesn't, who probably never fought a day in his life, is sitting there calculating shit and trying to figure it out. I'm like, this isn't baseball. Fighting's too hard to do the odd stuff. What do you think a win over Jamie does? Like, you've kind of been open that it's just going to be someone around you, but are you hoping maybe a new, co- like, I know you just signed a new contract, but are you hoping a good performance here might get you some more money and a, a more well-known name? Uh, no, I don't really give a shit about names or anything. Like, I, 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 I'm actually, like, we're looking, I'm looking, like, I mean, I would like to fight a guy that's been in the UFC for a while, you know what I mean? But, like, I, again, I'm, I'm probably waiting to get, like, four or five fights or mm-hmm. six or seven fights deep in the UFC before I start, like, actually looking, like, okay, I want to fight this person for names. Like, I'm cool fighting new guys, guys. I only have four fights. So it's like, I'm like I, don't, I don't need to be like, oh, this guy's got 27 fights. Fight this guy. I'm like, nah. I'll fight the fights according to me and, and set it up. I mean, like, there's just too many guys at the lightweight division. Like, mm-hmm. there's just – like, I can name 30 guys off the top of my head that would be good fights and no one even knows who the fuck they are. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's, it, it, it's that – it's so difficult to, like, really – then, like, they're bringing all these guys from the contender series and, like, the guy that just shot this last Saturday. And, I mean, there's just, there's just so many fucking people. I mean, there's just so many fucking people. So – there's so many amounts of names. There's so many fights. So, I mean, I would like to fight five times this year. That's my plan. I want to fight five times this year. So, hopefully, everything stays nice and healthy and allows me to do that. But we'll see. Well, you kind of answered that question, but I was just going to say, like, how frustrating was last year? You only got two fights in because I know some. Yeah. You're a guy that likes to be as active as possible. Yeah, that sucks, man. I don't like sitting around. I'm older. I'm 30. Fuck, I turned 35 in October. Like, I don't have. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna fight until I'm maybe like 39, maybe. Like, like I don't want to be fucking fighting doing this shit when I'm fucking. Like, so I have about three to four years to rack up a lot of fights. And I want to fight a lot. I want to get at least 15, 
or 20 UFC fights in my career. So I'd, I'd like to like keep going. But again, I'm in the wrong wrong division of overly packed fights. I mean, but I might, I might even start looking like some short notice fights at 170, depending on who the opponent is and how big they are. Cause some 170 pounders are fucking huge. Like some guys like 6'8 or some shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a little bit much, but we'll see. And fighting on this pretty good card, UFC 260, two title fights, like, does that mean anything to you, or is it just another day at the office? Oh, they're fighting on my card. Like, someone's like, oh, you're on the Stipe card again. I said, no, Stipe's on my card. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Um, no, I mean, it's cool. You know what I mean? It's a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of eyes and stuff. There's a lot of people on that mm-hmm. card. Like, a lot of champions, former champions. Like, uh, there's a lot of guys with like, a lot of hype behind them. There's a lot, a lot of people on the card, so It'll be good to see. I got to go out there and uh, make sure I steal the show like I always try to do. Uh, you fought at the Apex once. Do you think the smaller – the Pena fight, was that the Apex too? Yeah, the Pena – I fought at Apex twice. The Pena yeah, fight so, and, and – and, right, let's fight with Apex. Yeah, the, the smaller Octagon, like does that really even play a factor for you or you don't really care? Yeah. I'm used – like in like my – all of my – all the fights in my career, cage was like 22 or 25 feet or 20 feet. So I fought in like super freaking small cages. So the the apex cage looks huge to me. The other UFC cage is a damn football field. Like so, yeah. yeah. Like it, it, they're they're both equally sized cages. I'm not like like even when I fought Pena, it wasn't like we like we touched the cage like right at the end the end of the fight was the only time we ever touched the cage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's not. I don't think the cage is super small. This fight, like, do, do you think this? I kind of think this is a good fight for you to get a bonus. Either it's gonna be like one of the good fights on the card or you're going to get that performance bonus. Yeah. I mean, like me, and, uh, Malarkey's definitely that type of guy. Um, he, he's definitely willing, willing, willing to fight. Um, I'll see again. Um, I'll, I'll see, or, or we'll have to see how he shows up and if he's willing to, cause like everyone's like, I'm not, I, I fight a little bit different than the guys that you fight. I'm not, I'm not willing to let him hit me. I'm going to be more so making him miss and, Making him pay, so it's it's gonna he's gonna probably try to grapple more, and then before I get into installments and, and the grappling, and then I'll be getting back up, and then I'll be hitting him again. So we'll we'll see how exciting he can make. It. I'm gonna definitely be trying to make it exciting. I mean, like, why not? Like, I don't I don't just go for wins. I fight for bonuses. So we'll see. I mean, he has one already. So I'm pretty sure yeah. his last fight he, he he slowed it down on purpose though. He made it slow on purpose his last fight. Everything goes your way March 27th. Like, when's that ideal time frame? Because you keep saying four or five fights this year. I would like to fight, um, like, truthfully, like April. If I could yep. fight March 27th, I would like to fight again, like, late April, like, within, within a month later. Um, and then, like, take three months off and then fight, like, three fights, like, October, August. Mm-hmm. Um, like August, October, and like December for the end of the year. So, but again, like, I I don't want to overplan because last year I had this whole big plan set up and shit, shit didn't go as planned. So I'm not trying to overplan and like jinx myself too much. But I, I am like kind of letting out a way of things I want to do and stuff. Could you take another 55 short notice fight? Like, obviously, took the Devontae Smith one on short notice, like you had to cut a bunch of weight in that short period of time. Like, is that an option or if it's short notice? Like, would you prefer to be at 170? Um, it depends. I mean, I can take a short notice fight like three weeks. Like, I don't I don't really get big. Like, I don't really get to be gigantic. I, I own a fight gym, so I'm always training. Yeah. I always have fighters or training or something like that. Like, I don't really take time off. But um, I wouldn't want to be like, oh, I'm going to cut 19 pounds and shit. And like, the Devontae fight was to get in the UFC. Yeah. The other fights, like they were all shorter notice, like three weeks, four or five weeks. I'm like, that's cool. That's that's not bad. So, uh, we'll just have to like. Um, I I don't really think I want to be taking like five day fights, but it depends on the fight. Depends on what the money is. Like, I'll cut twenty pounds if you're offering me like a hundred and a hundred. Yeah, seventy five and seventy five. Yeah, I'll fucking cut twenty pounds. That's no problem. And just last thing, I know you said you don't really want to play in that whole much, but what's this kind of ideal year for you from a fighting perspective? Yeah, I mean, like, um, I would like to get, like I said, get four or five wins in, uh, make over $250,000, and then move on to 2022. <laughs> That's the plan. Like, I, I'm buying a house for the family and stuff uh, in, in June. So, uh, like I said, I'd like to get two fights before then, and then, like, just get just get things going. I'm a real basic dude. I'm gonna keep like I said, just keep fighting. 
just keep making as much as possible and take it from there. Well, Kama, thank you so much for the time again, man. I appreciate it. Not a problem, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, we're joined by UFC flyweight Jillian Robertson. Jillian, how's it going? I'm doing good. I just head back from the beach with the dogs. We're two weeks out now, so uh, I'm hyped. Yeah, what what kind of sun is like for you then? Is it just heading to the beach with the dogs then? Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's like any other day for me, I guess. You know, um, I'm still going to go train tonight. Uh, even like today's my rest day. We still get at least one in, but... Uh, it, it's it's exciting having a fight coming up. So this is just the time to get into the right mindset, relax, and ready to go. I I guess that's a big plus of uh, moving away from Canada to Florida. Then is you get to go to the beach in March. Oh yeah, with the uh, these last couple of weeks, I've heard that the weather's been pretty rough up there. I know a couple of weeks ago it was like uh, I don't know below freezing. So uh, it's been nice to have the warm weather over here. And obviously, fight got rebooked, but how disappointing was that for you? Because you're someone that doesn't pull out of many fights, and you get to weigh-ins, you weigh in, and the day of the fight, you unfortunately have to pull out. Uh, that is actually the first fight I've ever had to pull out of. I've never turned down a name. I've never uh, backed out of a fight. I've never had any opponents back out on me either, so I've been really lucky in that aspect as well. But um, So to be able to, to have to do that, like I it was more heartbreaking than anything else. Like I just sobbed in my hotel room that whole day. It was more my coach's decision than mine. Um, obviously I woke up not feeling well and I was honestly, I was still trying to go out there. I was still, we were warming up and trying to just see if I could feel good, see how I felt. And uh, my coach made the overall decision. So uh, I let him take charge there. Was it just like the common cold or was it because of the weight cutter? Do you not really know why you got sick? Um, I'm assuming it was either like a, a stomach bug or food poisoning or something like that. Uh, my weight cut wasn't hard at all. I probably had like two or three pounds total that I cut. Uh, so it, it's, it was definitely unexpected. I, I felt great going to bed that night and then woke up the next, uh, at like 4 a.m. just feeling terrible. If uh, Dean didn't pull the plug, do you think he would have went out there then? Uh, I feel like it. it just being a fighter naturally it's it's hard to say no it's hard to tell yourself you can't so i feel like anybody who's a true fighter would really want to and really make that step but uh obviously the coach is the one who's looking after your career making the smarter choices so i, I think i would have ended up out there if it wasn't for him and you obviously just get the fight rebooked two weeks later like was that basically just get this fight rebooked as soon as possible is that kind of what you said to the ufc Oh, yeah. I wanted Miranda Maverick. I wanted that matchup. I didn't want that, uh, anybody to think that I was like ducking her trying to avoid that fight. I wanted to make sure that uh, people know that I want that fight. It wasn't like I was trying to get out of anything. She's the name that I want. And uh, we're going to make a statement. It's a bit of a silver lining. You're on a bigger card. Obviously, 258 was uh, 260 is a much bigger one. Like you have two title fights. Like It's going to have more eyes on it. Oh, yeah, it's an absolutely awesome card we're on this time. And uh, plus Tyron Woodley, who my yep. coach Dean Thomas works with close, he's going to be on that card. And uh, a girl that I work with close, Hannah Goldie, is on the same card. So it's going to be cool to have a lot of friends on it. Yeah, what's that like? Because obviously you have Dean then now having two fighters to work on. You have a fellow training partner going for that same day. I'm sorry, I lost you a little bit there. Oh, oh, what's it like having like uh, a training partner then fighting on the same day? Because you guys are obviously going for that same day. Um, I just got the end of that question. I'm sorry. Oh, what's it like having a training partner fight on the same card as you? Because you guys are obviously peaking for that same date. Honestly, it's a unique experience. And last time uh, me and Hannah were on the same card together, we actually were fighting each other. So uh, that, that's kind of a unique experience on its own. That uh, last time we shared punching other people in the face. So that's cool. <laughs> what changes? Because obviously the fight got delayed about a month, just over a month. So what kind of changes in training camp? Or is it basically just kind of just trying to stay in shape? Because obviously all the hard work, and the game planning was already already done before this fight. Yeah, it's just back to work like normal. Every uh, even we didn't know what matchup we were getting. We didn't know who they were going to throw in front of us. So no matter what, we were just trying to stay ready for whatever name they put out for us next. Is the game plan the same as always? Just trying to take her down and choke her out. 
Oh yeah, always. We know where my straw are. We, we know. Gonna uh, do everything together. Oh, what what do you think a win over Miranda does for you? I'm sorry, this connection was bad for a second there. Yeah, I, I kind of watched at the end of it. So, is the game plan just to take her down and choke her out? Oh yeah, that, uh, it's like that's what we know that I'm good at, and we know that's my strong point. So that's where we're always headed in fights. Now, what do you think a win over Miranda does for you? She has a lot of hype behind her. Like it, it is kind of a fight. I think that could get you a top ten opponent. Uh, hopefully that's the goal. I'm just looking to keep on moving forward, keep on moving up. So uh, whoever they put in front of me next, I'm ready for that matchup. What's kind of your goal for this year? Is it just to, because you're someone that likes to be active, you don't really turn anyone down. It's basically just whoever the UFC obviously. So I assume it's just getting in as many fights as possible. Uh, it's to get three wins in a row finally in my UFC yeah. career. Uh, so far, the my this I've had nine fights in the UFC, and we've done two wins a loss, two wins a loss, two wins a loss. So we're going for three in a row this time. That's the main goal right now. Obviously, the smaller octagon at the apex. Do you think that kind of favors you slightly, just because you're going to be the wanting, you're going to be the one wanting to close the distance? Uh, I definitely feel like the smaller octagon favors the grappler. It's easier to get them up against the cage, to get them on the ground. So, uh, yeah, it's always nicer for them not to have as much room to dance. She's obviously a bit known for her grappling as well. But do you think she kind of won't want to go down the ground with you, and she'll want to keep it standing against you? Uh, I think that if she was smart, that'd be the ideal game plan. Uh, I, I think that it's definitely going to be my world on the floor. So ideally, she'd want to keep it on the feet. But I, I also feel like Miranda's confident in her grappling. I wouldn't be surprised if she's the one who tries to take it to the floor. And obviously, you want to be active, but you've been doing a lot of these grappling things. Is that something you're still interested in doing if you can't get another quick turnaround? Okay, honestly, I just saw um, Alimale McFarlane and yeah. Jessica I got matched up on Submission Underground. I wanted the winner of that one. I was like, I it would be awesome to be able to go against Alima. Obviously, Jessica's in my division, so that, that's always a possibility in the future. But Alima being the champ of Bellator, I, that'd be a dope situation just in general. Do you really have your eye on who you want to fight next? Or is it basically just whoever the UFC offers and just try to get that three wins in a row? Yeah, it's whoever they offer. I really... Uh, it's, whatever they have in store for me. It doesn't matter to me. I'm trying to prove that I'm the best, so I got to fight everybody to do that. Have you been going out on any more road trips, you and Dean, or has it just been training out in Florida? Uh, we went to St. Louis last week because he's back and forth between yeah. uh, me and Tyron right now. So we went up there. I was training with uh, Kelly D'Angelo and uh, Brittany Cloudy. They're both with Invicta. And then uh, this weekend, back again with Hannah Goldie. And uh, yeah, we're Gonna be after this fight. Our, our main goal is to travel. We want to go to Lloyd Irwin School. We want to go to Trevor Whitman School. Just get uh, information wherever we can get it, because uh, we know that everybody knows something that we don't know. You know. And just last thing, like obviously this is a big card, so a win here. Like you, were, I think you're in the rankings again. But what? Do you, like, are you hoping a ranked girl comes next? Or is it basically just whoever they? Are? Or is it you don't really care for the next opponent? I mean, uh, the goal ideally is to move up. So if a ranked opponent is in front of me, then that'll help me move up a little bit faster. So uh, a ranked opponent would be nice, but if, if it's not a ranked opponent, it doesn't bother me either. Obviously, there is still some contenders in this division who aren't ranked. All right, well, Jillian, thank you so much for the time again. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right, we're joined by UFC light heavyweight Modestus Bukaskis, who's back in action coming up soon. Modestus, how's it going? Yes, doing very well. Thank you, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing well. Obviously, the last fight didn't go your way, but Jimmy Crute, I think one. I think he's going to be a top five guy in no time. Like I think he's very underrated. Like, what do you take away from that loss? Because that was a big step up in competition, only your second UFC fight. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, but you know, we take. It's the same with Adesanya. You know, sort of saying that you know he he took a risk and it didn't pay off, but he's the one that's in there. You know uh take taking the hard fights and trying to dare to be great uh if you will and that's exactly what i tried to do i tried to dare to be great and unfortunately you know in that fight it, it didn't turn out the way i wanted but uh you know like you just said i, I learned a hell of a load of things from it and uh you know i've got to give massive credit to jimmy crew he had an amazing strategy and game plan and and you know fair play to him he, he did amazing 
and you know we had a we had a beer after uh, after the fight and everything and got to talk and you know he's he's a cool fella so um the main things that i sort of learned from that fight is not necessarily like technical like see this is the thing i know i had the skill set to 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 win that fight which is why i ended up t- taking the fight i wouldn't have took it if i thought you know i needed a bit more time to get pre- prepared for him like i and i still believe like you know i have the skill set and I have all the tools available to go in and beat guys like that and beat all the guys in the top 15. I still believe that. It was just more stuff, I guess you could say, that a bit more underlying. that weren't like so there in your face sort of things. Like, uh, you know, I've got myself a, a sports psychologist um, who's been doing an absolutely amazing job, uh, Chris Lazansky, if anyone wants to uh, uh, read up on him. But um, yeah, like like as much as you think oh you know you're a tough mma fighter you know you should be just as strong mentally and you know do things and i actually read like you know jimmy crew actually uh, uh looked into that after his fight when when he lost to sirkonov so i sort of looked into that and realized that it's just to bring the best out of you you want to give yourself sort of the the best chances to succeed you want to give yourself like the the 100 percent as opposed to the 80 percent and so that was one thing that definitely I, I can see it in my training. I can see it like my intensity is ramping up, like things are just going better. Um, so I'd say that was one one of like sort of the main things that I took from it. And then um, also just having more of a strategy and a game plan. Like, you know, like all the fighters, they all have tendencies and, and they, they all have things that they do. Like I would just sort of go into fights, obviously preparing for certain things, but not have like a clear enough strategy and things to like properly work on. Like Jimmy Crute was... He told me he was literally working on a couple of moves a million times over and over and over again. And funny enough, those were the moves that worked in the fight. Now, the things that I'd worked on clearly did work as well. Like, I stopped his takedown. That was a lot of the things that I was working on. So, yeah, but then I sort of neglected, like, certain uh, certain other areas. So, uh, along with the sports psychology and a little, uh, uh, along with, obviously, learning that I need to have a more solidified strategy and, like, game plan and stuff like that, which clearly is what, you know, gave my opponent the edge in, in, in my fight, is also just to be aggressive and be more of an attacking fighter. I've been a very defensive fighter for, for so many years because I was just fighting guys, you know, trying to stop takedowns, trying to stop their big time moves as opposed to like show out your own moves Modesto. It's like what's going on with you like why are you just defending against these guys you know what i mean and i sort of brought back my roots like I, like listen obviously i started out um more of a striker but at the same time I've, I've got so many attributes that that i can use but i just need to bring out the best of myself i need to be more aggressive so there's a lot of things i, le- I learned from that fight and i'm so glad i had that early on in, uh, in my ufc career because you know you see some guys who go on like a massive win streak they get hyped up and then next thing you know they lose a couple in a row because they they maybe got pushed a bit too a bit too quickly so i'm actually glad that uh that that happened to me because now i learned the things and tweak the things that i need to do to go in and actually go and compete against the top guys in the world now and was the end of march was that kind of the time frame you were looking for or was this a bit sooner than you thought I wanted to fight earlier, oh. mate. I just wanted to get back in there. Like there, there was things that I'd already seen that were coming to play and were working really well. But again, now in hindsight, think I'm, I'm thinking, do you know what? 27th of March was perfect because now everything is just molding together perfectly. I actually had a, a, a knee surgery. Um, uh, what was it? Mid December. So that's the reason why things got, I guess you could say, halted a little bit in my head because, uh, yeah, I had to take time to. But my recovery was absolutely amazing. It was very fast. Like. I've uh, got to give a shout out to Distinct Physiotherapy, my, my gal Leanne helping me out as always. Uh, anyone who's in the Watford area or St. Albans area in, in London, check her out. Obviously, if it's from America, they probably won't be able to. But um, <laughs> nah, she like she got me uh, she she got me recovered very, very quickly. Uh, she gave me all the right tools. I mean, there's sometimes that she needs to tell me to, to sort of rein myself in because I was just a bit too over eager. But uh, now nah, like the recovery went absolutely amazing. And as soon as it got to like pretty much beginning of January, I text my manager, uh, Jason, and I said, listen, uh, let, let, let's fight. I'm ready for any time in March. And then I think about a week or two later, he, he gave me Oleg Chechuk. So uh, yeah, man, everything worked out amazing. I'm, I'm so happy to be fighting. And like I say, to when I'm fighting now, like feeling like I'm at my peak and everything's going in the stride, like I couldn't have asked for it to be placed at a better time. Uh, are you surprised this is your opponent? Because uh, you guys are both two of these up and comers that I I thought I was surprised crew was as well. I thought they try to keep you guys away from each other. Yeah, I mean, listen, there, there's there's certain things in the in the fight game that you know, like behind the scenes that people don't see and. 
when they're offering contracts to fighters, they're, they're offering them like to fight this guy and then they've got to assess their own risk and, and this and that. And it's like, well, if no one's going to fight this guy, like who else is going to be actually willing and able to fight him? And they want entertaining and interesting fights with good ratings and stuff like that. So they just eventually sort of match these guys up together. So obviously with, with the Jimmy Crute fight, they thought it would be quite explosive to young up-and-comers. You know, obviously it's a little bit early, but then it gives time for the other fighter to sort of shape and mold themselves afterwards. So either way, it worked out really, I think it worked out really well for them. You know, Jimmy Crute obviously going on uh, uh, going on to do big things, fighting Anthony Smith next and stuff like that. But there's going to be my rise as well. So, you know, it's given me now time to sort of build my story and stuff like that and, and, and get myself back up into the rankings. So, um, yeah, man, uh, like I, I think it worked out really well. And in terms of Oleg Shaychuk as well, again, another two up, up and comers. This is now my time to shine. This is now my time to do my thing. And he's on a two-fight losing streak, and his last fight was actually to Jimmy Crude as well, which is kind of interesting. So, what did you kind of make his? Uh, what have you kind of taken away from his run in the UFC? Um, he's a very. Do you know what he? What he does again? It's, it seems like what, uh, like all the opponents, are, like obviously what they, what he's done well, he does really well. So he's a very good striker. You know, got a very powerful backhand, uh, but he just seems to have been out grappled um, by guys. And that's where his sort of has been his downfall uh, in those particular fights. The earlier fights, he was just sort of pushing the pressure, very aggressive, just comes forward the whole time, lands big shots. And then that's where he becomes successful. So, um, you know, sort of overhauling people with his pressure and his cardio and and, and, and stuff like that and, and, and his speed. And then, but, you know, I know he's had a year off, so clearly he's going to be working on his grappling. So I'm, I'm not going to, you know, completely dismiss that part of his game. But of course, it gives me a chance to highlight uh, other areas of my game where I also have strengths that people don't even know about yet. But, yeah. you know, what better time to show it than on UFC 260? And in this fight, I was looking, you got a four-inch reach advantage. How big do you think that's going to be? Because it's probably going to be a striking matchup. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I mean, listen, we'll, we'll go wherever the fight takes it. But, of course, I I have supreme confidence in my stand. I mean, even more so after all the work that I've been doing. So, um, yeah, I think... I've learned now to use my reach a hell of a lot better. I've learned to bring back the old me, the old Modestus that, you know, is, uh, likes to be a bit flamboyant, likes to likes to be aggressive, likes to do things, likes to... Sh I want to show out in this fight. There's, there's no more, you know, sort of curling up behind myself and not showing out. These are the bright lights. This is where you've got to go out and perform. So, yeah, I'm ready to go out and do that. So, yeah, a four-inch reach advantage obviously just plays... Plays to my favor even more so with, with the new skills that I've added uh, during this training camp. Oh, obviously, first two UFC fights out in Fight Island, you're heading out all signs, point to Vegas. That's what kind of what Dana White said after pay-per-view. But are you looking forward to heading out to Vegas and going to the Apex instead of going out to Fight Island again? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, um, listen, they, they had an amazing hospitality. I mean, five-star. Everything was absolutely beautiful the way that it was done for Abu Dhabi. And I, I couldn't have asked for anything better. And, uh, they they took you took care of you so well like the hospital it was it was absolutely amazing like it was great but that was one side of it and but you know like the fighting capital of the world is in vegas everyone whenever they talk about fighting or they talk about the biggest fights they talk about vegas and you know it's been like there was a big buzz about fight island but now it seems like the big buzz is the apex everyone wants mm -hmm. to go and fight there everyone's talking about it so this is like the next big buzz and to be on that sort of on, on, on that platform is is obviously absolutely amazing uh, uh, you know when you when you're thinking back as a kid you look at all these bigger fights you know fighting at the mgm grand and stuff like that this has sort of got the same sort of vibe the same feeling like i know it's the apex but it's the ufc zone facility during covid and all these crazy times so it, it makes for an amazing story but yeah it's, it's always been my dream to to want to go and, and do big things in america become an american superstar if you will and uh, this is definitely uh the building block to do so and uh yeah i can't wait a uh, smaller octagon too at the apex though like it's 25 feet compared to the usual 30 feet like how do you think that's going to play a factor in the fight do you know what it used to, it used to play on like you know i used to think oh well maybe it's sort of a little bit of a dis but i've been looking at my whole career look at the cage warriors i yeah, have yeah. only fought at their biggest i've only fought in their big cage once out of the my whole cage warriors career i only fought in their big no sorry twice and I mean, listen, I've, I've still able, been able to perform, still been able to do my thing. At the end of the day, you're locked in the cage with another man. You've got to go and do the biz. doesn't matter how big or how small. just means that the distance is a little bit less and you just got to feel your timing and feel, feel things. I'm very fortunate that obviously my, my gym uh, in BST 
in Northampton. They, they've got a cage which is a, even just, I think, maybe even a little bit smaller than than the one in Vegas. So everything's great. Like, I n- now know how to use my footwork. And for me, it's even better. It's like, okay, if I want to go to the takedown, now there's the cage which is a little bit closer. Or if I want to move out of the way, I can circle off a little bit better. So... Uh, I don't know, man. It just makes it more exciting. It, like you know, it's more in the phone booth. There's going to be more action, so it, it just it it just makes every everything feel like it. It just gives me more excitement knowing that you know uh, the the walls are closed in a little bit, and you can you can you know so throw the fire a little bit more, if you will. Uh, how do you see this fight playing out against uh, you and Michael? Um, as always, I look to go in this fight for a finish. I'm not going here to get a decision. Um, I mean, you know, sometimes you've got to play play towards the game plans and stuff like that, and you've got to try and grind people out and, and, and do certain things, uh, you know. But it is in my goal and in my view that I'm going to go and finish this guy. Uh, doesn't matter how it's going to be done, but I do feel I'm going to go and get the knockout. I've got the skills, I've got the talent. I've just got to go out and prove it, man. I've got to go and show out the best of myself. And I believe that, the, that if I do that, that is all that's going to happen is me getting my hand raised and doing it in spectacular fashion. And what's it like to be on this card, like UFC 260, two title fights, like the heavyweight title fight? Like I have a bunch of casual friends that I watch 259 with, and they're already texting me like, oh, we got to watch 260 together too. So there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. Oh, yeah, mate. The fact that there's such a huge vibe, and I remember even when I just posted the first time on my Instagram, I had, had loads of DMs saying, oh, my gosh, that's an amazing card and stuff like that. Like, to be on such a monumental card now, like I've only fought on fight nights. Now this is my first numbered UFC card, so uh, obviously it's a monumental opportunity to go out and show the world who you are. Because people are going to want to know what's happening on uh, in Ghana and Miocic and and you know uh, uh, all the other and Volkanovski and Ortega and all these other fights. But then they're all, always going to be looking at the undercards uh, of all these fights. So this is my chance to shine. This is my chance to say, hey, listen, this is who I am. This is what I do. You know, as much as I know you lot are all looking forward to the to the main event and the main card, I'm also here on the card. So, yeah, it, it's an amazing opportunity. I'm so grateful and so blessed uh, that, that they've chosen me to go on this card. And, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to go and compete. Well, what do you think a win here does for you? Because, obviously, you already got a shot at a rank fighter. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a win here. You're either getting a guy in the rankings or someone just outside the rankings. For me, it doesn't matter. You've got to go and pick them all off one by one. You've got to go and beat whoever it is that's in front of you. Obviously, having a big win here, I would like to uh, look into the top 15. But look, it doesn't matter. Wh- whoever they give me, whoever they think is, is next in line or whoever they whoever they think was a good matchup to, to sort of get me into the rankings after that, that's what I'll do. I've got to take this road, um, take it by stride, take it step by step, take it fight by fight. So... Whatever they'll give me next, uh, I'll, I'll be very happy. I just want to go out there, get the experience and get the wins. Go out and show my best abilities out to the world. And then those big fights will come. It will just come naturally. You know, you can't, obviously you can go searching for it. And obviously that's what you want. You want to move yourself up the rankings, but you just got to win fights. You win fights, things will happen. So uh, yeah, that's all I'm, that's all I'm prepared to do. Is it still a bit weird every time pictures going to the UFC, those sold out crowds, and you, you still haven't been able to do that in your artist three fights into your career? Do you know what? I think, yeah, um, at the beginning, you're sort of thinking, oh, yeah, like that's sort of the vibe that you want to be getting. You want to, yeah, you want to be going out into the crowd. You want to feel the energy of the people and stuff like that. But fighting is fighting, man. We're going out there in the cage and doing the job. I'm doing it on such a big platform. The thing is, I think I get that same vibe because I know there's so many eyeballs watching from TV sets at home. I think this is such a crazy day and age where now technology has moved us so far forward that, you know, uh, even even without a crowd, you still have that same feeling of vibe that loads of people are watching. You still go, I still get to go out and perform. I still get to go out and do my job. So, um, like I say, you, 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 you can't be happier knowing that you're able to, to compete for the best, you know, promotion in the world. And, um, there's so many people still able to watch from from these households. So, uh, yeah, but obviously uh, w- when the crowds come back in, I know that's going to be an e- even more sensational thing to, to, to go out and perform in front of them. And just last thing, like I remember last time you, we talked, you mentioned you had that vision board and all, all that stuff. So what, what's kind of the ideal 2021 for you? Mate, we've still got the vision board up there. And uh, there's a couple things that uh, in 2021 that I want to achieve. 
And uh, look, it all depends on, you know, how healthy I am and, yeah. and, and stuff like that, how well I recover in between each fight. But I want to be active this year. I want to climb my way up the ranks. I want to do the business. I want to go out and get some big wins against some big names. That's all I want to do this year. So in my in my eyes, I want to I want to try to do things like Kevin Holland done. I want to try and get five fights this year. If there's any last minute call ups to certain things, that's that's what I want to do. The main thing is just to take it day by day, fight by fight, and learn, get the experiences, and 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 go and do the job. At the end of the day, improve my game, improve myself, improve my mind, do do all these things, and go out and show the world that who the hell I am. That's what I want to do this year: five fights, five big wins, get myself in the top fifteen, and next year go and fight, go go and uh, spur my way onto the title, and you know. Um, with a great experience, you know, having fought against a great fighter like Jimmy Crew, I, I can see, you know, uh, if things go both our way for in, in all our fights, you know, somewhere down the line that fight will happen again. You know, there, there's been a lot of um, a lot of hype around having rematches and stuff like that. So, you know, if our stars align once again, you know, um, maybe some uh, somewhere down the line when it comes to sort of top five, we, we, we may meet again. So, uh, like I say, it's just a very exciting future just to think about everything um and yeah like I, I can't wait to take it all on all right well modestus man thank you so much for the time i really appreciate it nice one brother thank you so much for having me on again yeah nice one you have a lovely evening